Welcome to Life After Divorce podcast, and I'm your host, Patricia Leving, and I'm a separation and divorce coach. I'm really happy you're here to join us. I decided to do a 10-series discussion with 10 people asking 10 questions regarding their experiences of divorce. I really do feel it's important for people that are new into a, going through a divorce to have some sort of hope and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm really excited to invite Luann today as our guest. And welcome, Luann. Thank you, Patricia. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And um, the very first question I usually ask is, how long has it been since your divorce? My divorce has been finalized. Uh, it's been 20 years. So, yeah, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but how was your marriage when you were married? Like, how did your marriage go? Was it, uh, how long were you married for? I was married for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, initially, it, it uh, like everybody else, I guess, it started off um, great. We got along tremendously um, over time. Um, I don't want to say that we had differences. It wasn't really so much differences, but we grew apart. Uh, there was an age difference uh, between myself and my husband of 14 years. And that was the main reason for our separation initially was, like I said, we just grew apart. Okay, so looking back, what would you have done differently? Uh, so looking back, um, I think the main thing I would have done differently was have more patience, um, initiated more conversation, and taken a marriage counselor seriously. Oh. We yeah. did see a marriage counselor, but in, in those days, it was just, I wasn't interested in hearing what they had to say. Uh, to me, it was you know, it was, I felt like blame was put on me and I, I just never took it seriously. I see. Wow. Um, do you think that you should have reached out for help or additional support after, uh, or going through the divorce or after the divorce? Like you yes. went and then you did, you did get the counselor, but like after the divorce, did it affect you emotionally where you maybe should have got some reached out to be able to get through that? Yes, um, it did have a huge effect on me. Um, I did speak to um, a therapist or a counselor of some sort uh, at the time just to try and help uh, with my emotions, um, and which didn't really help too much the one-on-one. -on -one. What I did hear about was a group at the time called Separated Anonymous, which I joined, and it was a group of people in the same situation as me, uh, who were separated or divorced, going through the same thing, the up and down of the emotions, and we all bonded. And to me, that group was a lifesaver. Um, if I was to do anything different, I probably would have seeked that group out a lot sooner than later. It, it helps me a great deal. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm actually working towards or actually have put together a program like that, um, that I am starting, I'm going to be starting this year. And it is uh, sort of the same similar pattern because that, that group is no longer available. I actually looked it up and uh, he doesn't run it anymore. So I am actually reaching out to do something similar to that, but I will be doing it online. And I, after coaching so many different people, I came up with sort of a structure of five areas the most um, that I saw that people really need. Uh, and, and geared towards that. So I'm really excited and that will be coming out. But you're absolutely right. If people don't 
get a, a group or support uh, afterwards, it's very difficult to move forward and they stay stuck for a long, long time. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And how did your children react to the divorce? Did they, were they able to work through it? Um, my children at the time were nine and three. Um, my nine-year-old took it hard. We did the responsible thing and sat down together and explained that, you know, daddy's not going to be living here anymore, but doesn't mean you're not going to see daddy, you know, went through all of that. Um, my younger son being only three, he just didn't understand. So for him, it wasn't really a, uh, a difference. I, uh, but as my older son became a teenager, there was a lot of anger. Um, and that anger was directed at me, I think, because I was the closest one to him. So I had a very hard time with him, uh, probably from age 13 on. Yeah, I understand that because I actually had some similar experiences too. My son carried a lot of anger for a long time. And I think one of the biggest things that I didn't do was to explain it to them sooner. I didn't want to really say bad things about their dad. I just felt that let's, you know, work this out. We're going to go work towards, you know, just making this work as best as we can. And I tried to be the best parent I could be. But I found that um, my son took it harder than my daughter because, yes, my daughter was much younger. But um, it took me a little while. And eventually, when they got older, I explained it to them a lot where they can understand it a lot more clear. And I think going back for myself, that kids need to be talked to on a regular basis just to work through it because there really isn't a lot of support or wasn't support out there for kids. It was just basically for adults. Did you find that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we did the counseling route uh, through EAP at work. Um, we did family counseling. Um, I tried to get him individual counseling. I've been through the gamut trying to get him to talk it out, uh, whether it worked or not. I can't really say at that time. At that time, it did for him. Um, but as he has matured and has become a, a grown man now, I, you know, there's definite um, forgiveness there. Um, there's trust. There's all of that. So I think in the long run, it probably did him some good mm -hmm. opposed to at that time being a teenager, didn't want to listen. You know, I'm right. Everybody's wrong. That mentality. Mm -hmm. um, and he just, because there was so much anger, um, he had to get that anger out. And he had to do what he needed to do to get it out. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's really tough on some of the kids. They just have a very difficult time getting through it. Yeah. What was one of the biggest challenges you came across after your divorce? That's a good question. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges was looking at life uh, as a single mother, supporting myself, taking care of two other human beings without that extra pair of hands picking up the pieces, making new friends. I should also state I have no family here. So um, I was I was very much alone. So coming to terms with all of that, it was a process. Yeah, it's not easy if you are alone, especially with no family support. I didn't have much uh, support either. I had some friends and there were, my family really wasn't there. Uh, they, they did help a bit, but not on a day-to-day -day basis. 
more per year that they would reach out, but not on a regular right. basis. Right. I should say too that when the divorce separation hit, uh, the friends that we had mutually all disappeared. And not just for me, but for him as well. Um, everybody basically turned their backs. So I was left without friends as well. So one of the biggest challenges was also meeting new friends. And yeah, starting a whole new life again, right? A completely different life. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can. I know it's not easy. Um, how long did it take for you to finalize your divorce? Uh, the divorce was finalized actually quite quickly uh, because my ex-husband remarried. Oh, um, yeah. So that was another thing <laughs> to get through. Um, he met this woman and she pushed for marriage quite quickly. And the just to put it bluntly, the ink was barely dry on our separation agreement and he was engaged wow. to be married. So we were divorced. The divorce was finalized within the year of the separation. Yeah, I guess that took a toll emotionally on you, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely it did, yes. Yeah. And just to make matters worse, this woman is uh, younger than me. <laughs> so uh, there you go, yeah. yeah. Were you able to work through all that over time, like get through it and, and sort of have ch a closed chapter in your life? It took a very long time. It um, in the beginning, obviously, it was very difficult. I had my own anger issues to deal with. There was a lot of jealousy in there um, on my part. Of course, my kids now, you know, have the stepmother and I was being compared to, oh, dad has this and dad has that and dad, dad, dad. And meanwhile, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, trying to keep a roof over our heads. And um, so there was a lot of emotional baggage to all that raising a teenager with anger issues. I was left to fend with that on my own. He was not in the picture. My younger son uh, spent more time with his father than my older one did. So there was, um, there was a difference in, in mentality, I guess you can say, between the two. But over the years have eased a lot of that um, pain and jealousy and whatnot. And we've become actually good friends. Mm -hmm. oh. It's taken time, but we are actually civil and I classify us as good friends. Oh, that's great. That's really good to hear. Going through the situation that you did and, and that your husband got married very quick and everything, what advice would you offer anyone out there now looking back to help them get through it easier? Do you have anything that you could sort of give someone some advice on? Um. Yeah, one thing I wish that I had back then that we all have now is social media. I didn't, it wasn't around. Facebook didn't exist then. I wish it did. It probably would have saved my marriage or it would have helped me to accept the, the end of my marriage a lot better than how I accepted it at that time. Social media, uh, good or bad, however you feel about it. Um, I think we'd play a very important role. Facebook has groups for everything. Just to talk even to a complete stranger, um, they're non-judgmental. It's not like going to your family and they're judgmental. So um, speaking out to a therapist, they're non-judgmental. Um, but there's the cost factor at it, especially when you are struggling to keep a roof over your head you can't really afford to go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the um, 
has EAP available to them. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate, but then again, they only cover so many sessions and where you need a lot more, now it's out of pocket and those sessions had to stop. Um, so turning to social media, I think would have been a godsend to me and anybody going through it now, reach out to your friends, reach out to groups on Facebook, for example, uh, talk it out, just mm -hmm. talk it out. Yeah, I find my clients uh, reach out to their family and some close friends and they've experienced where if their family or friends give out their advice that they and then they don't follow through from that advice, it causes some difficulty with the relationship and, and not everybody is sort of agreeing to what their decisions are. So I find that for myself being a coach and, and having clients that I can help them and I don't judge them and I do offer them some solid ground and foundation and direction. And I agree with you 100% that someone out there going through a divorce always needs some sort of support and assistance because if you don't get it, it's it's tougher and it takes longer to recover. Exactly. Yeah. How long did it take for you to recover after your uh, divorce and got, tried to get your life back? Like, did it, was it, you know, a long period of time or when did you really have that aha moment to say, wow, I did it and I'm here? Uh, oh, geez, that's a really good question. Um, I think for me at the time, I involved myself in a, a new relationship um, about a year after our separation. I met a man. Um, that for me, I wouldn't call it an aha moment, but it was for me, it was you know, I guess maybe starting over. So I had something to look forward to. Um, I think, I don't think I ever really came to accept the end of my marriage. There's days where I'm, oh God, why did I ever marry that man? And there's days still that I miss him. Oh. And I wish that it would have been different. And, um, I really miss him some days. I miss the camaraderie that we had. I miss the, you know, we could talk about anything. We could go out to dinner. I, I, I just miss it. I just miss it. Do you think you miss him or do you think you miss that type of relationship? I miss him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Have, uh, my oldest son turned 30 uh, a week ago. I invited him over to celebrate as a family. Uh, which he came. We had a wonderful time. We watched uh, old videos when uh, he was small. We laughed. We cried. And, you know, my there was a piece of my heart that ate. And that's what I miss. You know, I look at him and, I'm, and we're laughing, we're joking, and I miss that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that not having someone in your life, like in a relationship right now, is sort of, again, that part and reason that you're still missing it? I'm trying to see that if it's the, you know um, yeah I've been single for the past five and a half years yeah I think maybe it probably has a bit to play in it but that part of me missing him I think has always been there yeah I, I can understand that I mean there's always you know there's a connection right you did marry the person and you did marry for love and you yeah. had some, that connection of like you said whether it's friendship or communication and whatever that is um, but I'm sure that 
you know, one day you will find that other person. It, it does happen. It does happen. I've seen a lot of people move on, a lot of new relationships. They do meet people that they do connect with and start over. So there, you know, it, it can happen. It's just a matter of whenever that will happen. Yeah. So if you were to look back and you wanted to really reach out to, to someone and say, what's that one thing you would have done differently through the whole process? Of my divorce? Of your divorce or even your life alone, like the life itself. Like if you looked back and said, gee, you know, I really probably wouldn't have done this or I probably would have really, really changed this. And what, what would be the reason for that? Looking back on my own life, uh, I was married at 22. I think I would have waited. I would have waited. I think I married too young, which I had a negative effect as well because I didn't get to enjoy um, life in my 20s as a free person or as a boyfriend, girlfriend. I was married, we had a house, and the baby came a couple years later. So by 25, I was a mother. That, if I could go back, I would change that. I, I wouldn't change the man that I married. We produced two wonderful kids. I wouldn't trade that for anything. But I think if I had waited another five years to get married and then start a life, I think that probably would have done me some good it would allowed me to mature a little bit more, experience life. The man that I married was 36 at the time. So he had experienced that where I didn't. And I think that played a big role. That was a big issue for a while, especially after the kids came, um, because my life changed so dramatically when you become a mother. <clears throat> and I was shut out from, I was no longer working. I was at home. I was home with a baby no family. <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. Through the process of uh, when we agreed to separate, I, I will say it was an amicable decision at the time. I think I would have, I think I would have fought harder to keep the marriage. Just let's really work on this and try and find that spark that we once had. I really would have tried harder. Yeah, it's funny when we look back and we think the things we could change or what we really, I call it the truth. I call, you know, I get people to really reflect and say, what's the truth? And what really is the reasons why your marriage broke down? And I try to get them to think about it so that they don't bring that same sort of pattern into a new relationship. That's sort of uh, something I really like working with when I talk to my clients. So if you looked at your life today, and everything you've been through, through all the years, what's, tell us like one experience that you can look back and reflect in your life today that you might want to reach out and tell somebody and give advice. Um, learn to laugh. Learn to laugh at yourself, at your mistakes, at your spouse, your partner. Just laugh because it really is the best medicine. We, in the beginning, laughed a lot. And in the end, we didn't. What broke um, it down other than oh, the end part? But was there anything in the middle of the relationship that really broke it down? It was pure frustration. Um, I looked at him one day and I realized I married an old man. You know, um, I wanted to do, do, do. So let's go do this. Let's let's do bowling lessons. You know, let's join a, a league. Let's get out of the house. 
he was never interested. And it was always, well, I don't want to, you go do it. You go have fun. And I didn't want to do everything by myself. I wanted to do it with him. Mm -hmm. So he was quite content sitting at home. Um, I wasn't. So I, uh, how do you, how do you say it? It was almost like I was, um, I was pushed to, oh, if you want to go do it, go do it. it. He didn't have a problem, but it was, yeah, you can go do it by yourself. You don't need me. And that was, that was, that really irritated me. You know, I, I used to get angry about that because um, I felt rejection because he wasn't interested in doing things with me. Um, and that's where the old man part came in. We would go to friend's house, you know, uh, for example, celebrate New Year's Eve. And there was always a bet going as to how soon it would be before my husband fell asleep because he would get himself in a chair and he would pass out not from drinking, just because he's tired. He was the oldest one in the bunch. And mm. it became embarrassing to me, you know. Um, and that that played a huge role in my disconnect uh, towards him. Um, I don't know how he felt. I think maybe when we decided to separate, I think maybe he realized like, oh, well, wait a second. Let's work on this. But for me, at that time, it was too late. Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I wish I could go back, and that's what I mean to work on it, to change, like, you know what I mean, um, losing my train of thought, sorry, no. um, to really work on it, like, yeah. give, give it that patience, you know, really sit down, and I wish I had written out things, and I wish I had talked to other people, I, I wish I had done that, instead of allowing it to just boil up inside of me to the point where I was just so angry all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think a number of a person's age really should make a difference if unless I think more of if two people uh, are compatible, if one person just loves being content staying home, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not compatible if two people want if the other person wants to have, you know, a life outside of the house. Uh, some people, some women and men both like staying home, but some, some other couples, if one doesn't and the other, you know, wants to, then that really does cause a lot of problems. Then that's where I always look at, you know, they say that old saying, the opposites track. Well, I don't agree with that. I think it's, you need to be sort of compatible and you both want to do the same thing. And you both like, I mean, I'm at that my age where I'm active, I'm always doing stuff. I'm always keeping busy. So, you know, if I was to meet someone younger, I don't think for me personally, it would impact that part, you know, of not doing things together, I could probably keep up. <laughs> yeah, so. and you're right. No, the age difference never bothered me. And it, it still doesn't. Yeah, uh, but it was at that time, I grew to see him being an old man. Yeah. Because keep in mind, I was still in my 20s. Yeah, yeah, he was he was 40. And, yeah. you know, I was in my latter 20s. And you know, I, I wanted to experience all those things, you know, as a couple, yeah. he, he didn't. So, well, it's not that he didn't, he probably went through it all. And he was kind of at the point where yeah. in his life was, I'm okay to just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just wasn't interested in the same thing I was interested in, but I was worked very hard trying to find activities for us to do as a couple. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, and it's not like we never did anything. We did do some stuff. Um, 
I just, I think in my own mind, I, maybe I was looking for an escape from being stuck in the house all the time. I wanted to get away from my kid. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to live my life and I wanted to live it with him. Yeah. Take no, that break. Get a babysitter. Let's go, you know, we're, let's date. <laughs> and um, sometimes we did. Most often we didn't. Yeah. And that's what being married is for me. I see that the same. I see being married as being with that person and enjoying our life together. Yes, I like my own space. I, I like my own time. There's no doubt. But for me, that's what marriage is. It's part of being together and doing things together. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, so much, Luann, for your information. I, I, it was very valuable. And everything you said is very helpful for other people. Uh, and I'm really glad that you joined me today and hoping that other people will look into my new podcast and hear other people's story, because I do believe that everybody's story does have uh, life experiences that they can deal with and go through a divorce and help them know that they remember that there is a life after divorce. So again, thank you so much. Thanks, Patricia. It was my pleasure.